This is Alan Karpik with uh, Matt Kiefer and Arnie's birthday Zoom. I, I say this every time, but it's not possible that a Matt Kiefer is 40 years old, but he is today. Actually recording, truth be told, a day early, but that's because uh, he's got a uh, it's got a busy day tomorrow. We, we appreciate your time, Matt. Uh, first of all, happy birthday, but also uh, uh, I always ask the question, what, uh, what birthday traditions do you have, had growing up, or we'll be sharing tomorrow uh, for the big 4-0? Um, I mean, growing up, I was the youngest of four, so there wasn't a lot of quote unquote birthday traditions, I would say that yeah. we had in place, but my parents, all, I mean, my mom would always bake a cake and yeah. open presents, et cetera. So kind of the more typical stuff. And I'm, I'm actually not one for, you know, being on celebrating birthdays per se. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but anyways, for the, for the 40th, I'm actually got some friends coming into town um and my wife's throwing kind of a dinner for us at a restaurant here in milwaukee so um you know it'll be good to reconnect with some people and then obviously having been up here in milwaukee for geez 2016 so close to seven years now so yeah so i have some friends up here that we've got to know and so we'll be having a dinner um sans kids which will be nice and yeah looking forward to it <laughs> Any night when you have when you have uh, relatively young ones, it's it's wonderful to be with them, but wonderful to have a night out without. You are the rarest of rare student athletes, an engineering degree, and you and I have talked about this before. And and get us up to speed a little bit on what you're doing professionally now. Uh, I'm guessing you're I, as we talked last year, your analytical skills and and acumen are still being put to good use, but uh, tell me about uh, about that road and uh, professionally over the last uh, few years. Yeah, yeah, so uh, close to three years ago, I started working with a lower middle market private equity firm in yeah. Milwaukee called Borgman Capital. Um, typically, the original founders focused on lower middle market leverage buyouts, but I joined them to focus on real estate investing because there's a lot of overlap. And so we acquire and develop um, mostly industrial manufacturing warehouse properties. Um, so it's been going well. We've actually, you know, over the last couple of years, grown the team. And, um, you know, in the current macro environment, it is a little, it is a little bit difficult. But for us, given where, our, where we're at from a position standpoint, we've actually seen an uptick in activity. So um, and got a couple of big deals that I'm working on right now. So excited about that. And, you know, also um, have a couple of young kids. So they keep us busy in addition to the professional world. And my wife also works in commercial real estate. So, um, but yeah, it's it's been fun and excited for the future with the company. How And, and this, I'm not turning this into a job interview question, I, 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 I promise. But I am curious to how... That engineering mind and background, and you obviously did, it took a lot to do that as a student athlete. But how that's translated? What skills? What makes you good at what you do now? Is it your ability to to bring a lot of things together? How did, how does that uh, how does that translate? I should yeah, say. Good question. I mean, specifically from an engineering perspective, yeah, the analytical side because with real estate, it's you know pretty heavy on the financial modeling side of yeah. things. And so just having that mathematical and kind of technical background, you know, allowed me to pick up on that pretty 
quickly, I would say. So that, and I'm more detail oriented. So I get dive into the weeds on things and um, which I, which I enjoy doing. So I think that's definitely helped, you know, the engineering background has translated to the real estate side. Um, but then also, I think it's on the teamwork side of things as well. And, you know, through basketball and just athletics in general. Um, I mean, we're a pretty small team, so it's, you know, it's working with different service providers, you know, law firms, uh, brokers, you know, our financing partners, our investors. So bringing that all together um, is, you know, takes, that's more of an art, not necessarily a hard skill. And so yeah. having the athletics and the engineering background, I think translates well to what I'm doing now. And, you know, it's also... <laughs> You know, Coach Katie, Coach Painter, having played for them, they they're very demanding. <laughs> yeah. So that work ethic that was instilled in me kind of helps with what I'm doing now because it's you know it's 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 really it's the the nature of the business is, is you got to have you got to do deals and in order to find them it takes a lot of time and effort you can't be discouraged if something doesn't go your way so it's always keep moving forward one day at a time. Yeah, well said. All right, Matt played in Purdue 2002-3 season, was his freshman year through the 2005-6 season. Looking you up, 112 games, 70 starts, and average 12 points a game in your senior year. You had a varied experience. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, I you made lifelong friends, I'm sure, and, and, and that. But you had went through a coaching transition because Gene Katie and his 25th year, uh, you made the NCAA as a freshman, didn't get a chance to play in the tournament uh, after that. But talk about first, I want to ask just, just that transition and what, what was it, what were take-homes even for you some 20 years later or 17 years later, I should say, about uh, learning to, to you know, go through a, a coaching transition to similar styles to some extent, I think with Coach Katie and Coach Matt Painter. But what, what's your takeaway now if you were going to talk to a team and say, you learned from this, what did you learn? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, Coach, Coach Katie obviously was, you know, had a very set kind of process and, and how he, you know, ran his program. Coach Painter's, it was very similar at the time. I think Coach Painter's, you know, has has changed and adapted um, since I played, just given, you know, we played them, we ran the motion offense, he's yeah. more sets, et cetera. Um, but so I would say from my perspective, there's all, and, you know, and there's a little bit of a different personality, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this is just, you know, change is one thing that is going to be consistent in your life forever. Yeah. So how do you respond to that? How do you adapt to that is extremely important. And being able to, you know, it's good. It takes some time to make that transition and whoever you work with and just getting, you know, I think it's getting up to speed and having open lines of communication in which Coach Painter had as yeah. we were going through that communication or through that transition really helped. And, you know, just being able to then, you know, it's if you're going, going to talk to someone about that, you know, that's, and, you know, playing college basketball, they may not get it at that point in person. But moving forward, having, you know, being able to adapt, because after, I mean, after I played at Purdue, I, you know, played overseas professionally for yeah. in Spain and Germany. And each year I played on a different team. So it was being able to adapt to a different, cult, you know, coaching, a, new, a different coach, a different program, I mean, different cultures, et cetera. Yeah. So, um, I think that's one of the soft skills that I really took away from playing overseas as well. So, 
One of the great, you know, the Purdue's at basketball has had a great tradition and Gene Cady personifies that and an opportunity for him to make the Hall of Fame. Uh, again, you he recruited you, uh, his staff, and didn't as well. But to talk about that and just putting that into perspective, the fact that uh, Gene Cady is, uh, makes really in pretty elite company when you're a college basketball coach. And, and you make the Naismith Hall of Fame. But uh, what was your reaction when you heard the news? I mean, I was ecstatic. I mean, <laughs> Coach K is a legend. Um, I mean, I it was my dream to play basketball at Purdue and for Coach Katie. So, um, I mean, just his, you know, just the presence he commanded, you know, on the sideline as well, in the locker room, right, and everything that he did. You know, he had a unique – he was unique and, and – um, it really kind of on the forefront of, of how he ran his program back in the eighties and nineties. So, um, I was ecstatic. I mean, I got, I was able to cut, I went to the big 10 tournament in Chicago and I was able yeah. to talk to coach Katie and it was just, you know, just refreshing to see him. And, um, I mean, it, yeah, obviously saw look, he was sitting behind me, you know, where there was a couple bad calls, he got a little <laughs> excited. So, that was typical of him. So he he de definitely deserving of that recognition. I mean, 25 years, you know, numerous, you know, Big Ten championships, NCAA tournaments, and just, you know, it's all, it's that, but then it's also, you know, he ha had this presence of being a disciplinarian, but he was also very caring of all of his players. So yeah. for me, um, I'm ecstatic to hear that he got that award. <clears throat> well, Purdue men's basketball is, been riding high, obviously, Big Ten champions this year, Big Ten tournament champions, which you got a chance to see. Mm -hmm. Some harrowing moments at the end of that game, at the end of the Penn State game, and maybe the Rutgers game. I don't know if you were there for all three. Yeah. But, uh, and yet, the, you know, the, obviously, the way the tournament went this year was tough uh, and and something that it will take some, take some doing to just kind of stay focused. A lot of talent on this team. But if you were going to address this team uh, at a preseason practice, uh, what, what do you say to them moving ahead? Because there's a lot of talent there and, and it seems to be a very together group and all the, all the things are there, but uh, how do you work past a, a, a tough loss and, and a, and a finish that you didn't want to have in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, take a step back. Like the fact that the, that team was, they were not ranked at the beginning of the year yeah. and they made it, they had, you know, won the big 10, won the big 10 tournament. I mean, you know, obviously disappointing in the NCAA tournament that, I mean, repeat that, do something, be excellent as far as like learning what went well last season, yeah. taking those high points and applying them to the future. But that's in the past now. Yeah. Like that is over. There's nothing that you can do about that. Move forward, take, take, you know, learn from your mistakes, learn from what happened and continue to move forward one day at a time. Be the best version of yourself every day. Hey, that's a reasonable uh, response uh, and uh, well, well thought, which I expected. No, and, and somebody, an analytical look at uh, at uh, how you move forward. You know, you look at this um, uh, the, this program and playing with a guy like Zach Eady. You would probably have enjoyed that, but also playing with the. Uh, uh, Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer. Uh, this is a team that's really been fun to watch, and uh, a lot of a lot of really uh, 
I think the the best days are still ahead of it, just based on the based on the the relative youth of this team and whether Zach comes back. I don't, you know, we'll all find that out here in a little bit of time. But uh, this is a team with a lot of promise. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for Bray, you know, the young guys just come in and you know do what they did last year. Obviously, they had some growing pains, you know, for, as they were going through the season, um, but. Hope you know they if they, you know if they've learned from that and they can be more consistent throughout next year. Um, and I'm talking about the younger guys, yeah, right. I, you know that will help us, I think, in the you know be more successful towards the latter part of the year. And then I mean, yeah, if, if Ed comes back, I mean, he's just the load, right? He's yeah. a unique uh, basketball player in general. I mean, you don't see a lot of guys of his height and well, at his skill level playing these days. It's more you know, more guard focus per se. So, uh, which, you know, presents a unique challenge from a matchup standpoint for our opponents. So yeah, it's the younger guys stepping up and, and just being able to be more consistent, I think throughout the year. And, you know, there's obviously some things that, um, you know, some, some small things, you know, as far as like being able to break the press, right. Being able to be more consistent in shooting. Like if we can, figure some of those things out and not have an off night because there's so much parody in college basketball today yeah. or parody in basketball in general. I mean, look yeah. at the NBA as well. Yeah. Right. And so you can't take it's it's if you have an off night, turn the ball over, don't shoot, don't shoot the ball. Well, it's going to be tough. And so how do you kind of mitigate that and just find a way to win? So, yeah. um, but yeah, there's a lot of, I'm, I'm excited for next year. It's a little bit of a different situation compared to this year, though, where this year we were not expected to yeah. do well. This year, there's going to be a little bit more pressure. So how do you handle that and how do you respond? Um, because, you know, the cat's out of the bag with some of these, some of our younger guys. And so you get, that's something that they'll have to overcome. All right. Last question. Uh, you being six foot ten. Uh, are your children of size are they athletes what are they are they academically oriented to, if, if yeah. what do you care to share what to, uh what are the young keepers going to be about here over the next few years well they're younger so i have caroline who's four uh-huh. and i have chloe who's two oh. um, and we actually have identical twin girls on the way as well oh, exciting so yeah hit the jackpot there exciting <laughs> Praying everything goes well from, you know, my wife being healthy and the kids being, and then the babies being healthy. But yeah, yeah, Caroline, she's on, she's off the charts whenever it comes to height. Um, <laughs> she hasn't really, she's got a lot of, she's a bundle, a ball of energy, hasn't really like fit into a specific sport, but she's, I mean, she loves to be active. Yeah. So um chloe she's a little bit of a late bloomer she was like in the 50th percentile for height but now <laughs> the last appointment was up into the 70th percentile way um 70th percentile range so um but yeah she's also a bundle of energy so nothing really that they've kind of chosen yet and i'm one of i'll be a parent where it's like as long as you if you want to do something you do it and tell and give it your all and if you know you know whether that's academics whether that's sports right just find your passion and pursue it um as and and work as hard as possible to pursue that passion 
Well, if basketball is our game, Katie Geralds will be will wait patiently, I'm sure, for, for them. <laughs> I, I'm sure Dave Chantel would, too, for volleyball, if they're both tall as well, if that ends yeah. up being their deal. But uh, uh, congratulations to you. And uh, four under the age of five, man, you're a bigger man than than, than the rest of us. Uh, but that'll, that'll keep you guys hopping, I'm sure. H- happy birthday to you. I hope oh, you're 40th. You. It's a great one. Uh, and uh, we appreciate so much you taking the time to join us on us on this Arnie's birthday Zoom. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.